Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You guys, welcome to Just the Sip. Today is a pretty special day. I have been fighting for this episode for a very long time where I can sit here and talk and break down some of the world's hottest topics right now. I have gone through all of the corona gossip and I've gotten the best things that have happened in the last two weeks. And here to help me is none other than my man, my work crush, Wilmar Fuji from Close Up on Quibi is my guest today. Thank you, buddy. How are you? How are you guys? We're doing fine, man. I mean, you know, it's a, definitely a challenge to work from home with uh, my little girl is nearly two. So she's fully like charging headfirst into toddlerhood. So that's always hard, um, you know, trying to keep her from like eating something that she shouldn't be eating uh, while also trying to work at the same time is always a challenge. I'm always on work calls and I'm like trying to talk about, you know, what we're going to stack on on the show and you can always hear her in the background going, watch Elmo, watch Elmo, watch Elmo. <laughs> Look, I love that my ovary has not been kicked into overdrive right now because <laughs> the thought of having a child in this quarantine scares me so much. It's a lot. I mean, I think that we're in we're in that phase where, you know, she's just like, you still got to watch her. Like, she's got a little bit of independence, but she mostly just wants to play with us. And, you know, she's still at that phase where she's just like putting stuff in her mouth, stuff that she finds on the floor in her mouth. So you still need to watch her constantly. You know, if she were a little baby, it would be a different thing. And then if she were like five or six or seven, you know, we could just plunk her down in front of a movie and, you know, get ourselves two hours of peace where we could like bang out emails or like, uh, you know, maybe go grab a quick workout in the garage or something. But that's not the case, man. She is just like, we need to keep an eye on her. I'm happy that you're here today because obviously I'm not married or don't mm -hmm. have kids. So I'm going to need your help with some of these hot topics. And the first one is one that everyone has been talking about the last few weeks, and it's the Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler split. Okay, so yeah. these two split after seven years of marriage. They were spending um, three weeks of the quarantine in the Bahamas, and Jay filed for divorce and labeled himself the primary caretaker of the children, which blindsided Kristen. Mm -hmm. I just automatically think if I were a parent or married to someone that in a pandemic, what we're not going to talk about is a divorce. Am I right? I don't know. You know, I think that nine weeks ago, 
maybe nine weeks ago, you might have been saying like, look, this is going to blow over quickly and we can address it then. But now that the reality has sort of set in, we're sort of staring down the barrel of like, who knows how long this is actually going to go on for. You kind of need to say like, look, if this isn't working, this isn't working. Like if we're going to be trapped in this house together indefinitely, this is not going to be good for us. Right? Like there was already an issue with, you know, Kristen wanting to buy another home and Jay locking up the bank. accounts. Um, and then they've come to agreement where they're going to share the marital home alternating. The kids are going to stay in the home and they're going to switch in and out of the house um, for the next, you know, for the foreseeable future. You know, that is like, you got to do what you got to do. You know, and if you're putting it, your life off because of the pandemic, you might find yourself two years into something that you didn't want to be in because that's just the reality now. And I also think the pandemic is literally magnifying people's issues. Whether you're single, in a relationship, co-parenting, this is the time that everyone's like kind of sort of seeing where the cracks are in their own lives, in their marriages. And it's making people and forcing people to do things that they've been putting off for many years. And I also will say, I know a lot of people in Beverly Hills, their husbands work for eight to 10 hours a day. They are busy yes. for 10 hours a day. This is the first time in a long time that some of these people have really had to get to know their partners that they've been with <laughs> for decades. You know what I mean? And some of them are realizing, I don't like you very much. <laughs> no, I don't like you very much. I, like I can't you. stand to look at your ass. Did I marry you? You're terrible. <laughs> yes. God, this is awful. Um, this no, is hard. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I don't get that aspect of it, but like I am admittedly like a very chill dude. Like I might play like kind of a hothead when we, you know, when we do stuff like this, but in my life, like I, you know, I am, I am water off a duck's back, man. Like I can let a lot of stuff roll off of me and I do not worry. Um, but, but I have found myself. Yeah. But I have seen myself a couple of times in this pandemic like you just kind of wake up hot and that 30 minute that you might, that 30 minute drive that you might have to work where you put on a podcast or you put on some music and you just kind of like, you know, you let yes. it all go. You don't have that opportunity anymore. So if you wake up a little bit hot, like you're going to stay hot for kind of a while. So I found myself getting a little bit frustrated at nothing. And it, you know, in nine weeks it's happened maybe two or three times. So I, I'm going to say that my ratio is pretty good, but um, I can understand if you're Kristen and Jay and like, you know, and I guess the reports are that, you know, they've been having problems and they've been trying to work them out and they've been trying to figure out what they're going to do. And then they go away on this trip to the Bahamas and they spend three weeks together. And then you're staring at quarantine and you're just like, this is the time, man. This is not going to get, it's not going to get any better than this. If we can't make it work when we have every opportunity and every option, when yes. your options get limited, you're going to be like, I, we can't do it. We can't do it. And just us staring each other in the face all day, admittedly, in maybe a very large house with a very large estate, um, it's not going to make it any better. It's not going to make it any better. And I know you don't know this because you are a straight man, but I will tell you the most unsexy thing is to see a man be lazy all day. And when they got <laughs> married, I'm telling you, when they got married, and he was in the NFL and he was working out all day and at the practice field and it was sexy and it was bomb. Yeah. This motherfucker ain't got a job. He ain't putting on no cleats. Let me ask you though, how sexy do you find $125 million? I find 60 million better without 200 pounds of dead weight on my 
fucking couch that I paid $10,000 I mean, for? But, but, well, you. It also could have been him because uh, he's not he's no slouch. You know what I mean? So he said on the show, he and Kristen were having a conversation in the car. This clip surfaced when Jay was trending on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Jay in the Jay Kristen in the car. Kristen's like, I don't know. Girls shouldn't be relying on men. They should have their own stash of money. And Jay is like, it's funny that my money is our money, but your money is your money. Um, so you you can kind of see it a little bit like a little bit of that money tension happening then but you know and i will say i i am no huge fan of of jay cutler but i will come to his defense in this which is something that a lot of people on twitter yesterday were sort of rallying around him for was he played in the nfl for like a decade he earned 125 million dollars he spent like his entire 20s yeah. doing that you know like it is within his right and his prerogative if he wants to sloth around the house for a few years like all right, he kind right. of earned that right. These two don't seem like they matched very well. Um, it does seem like they had different priorities. Like Kristen, it seems like she, you know, she wanted to make her business herself. She wanted to be on reality shows. She wants yes. to be on E. She wants she wants to be doing that thing and living that life. And Jay does not. Jay wants to like kick it around the farm and like hunt and fish and like play with the kids or whatever. But you know what? This is sort of a case study in. This is a case study, and I'm sure a lot of couples find themselves in this position of getting into a relationship, um, especially when you're young, and thinking you see potential in a person, mm. and that potential not actually being the reality. Like it's it's marrying what you hope they'll become instead of what they are. One hundred right? and twenty-five percent, and that's a dangerous proposition. And I see that. I, I see that on Twitter, people being like, "Yo, you know this woman, like." She sees the potential in him. Like she will dust him off and pick him up by his, you know, the scruff of his neck and make him into a man. It's like, yo, he should be a man before you get married. Like you should yeah. be figuring this stuff out before you get married. You guys should be clear about, you know, where you see your lives going because that's going to prevent a lot of heartache in the future. And, you know, it's crazy because I, with a celebrity divorce, we don't really have to guess too much. Because even the biggest celebrities with the biggest profiles, take Brad and Angie, you know, we got all those details. Yeah, it took us two years, but we got the details. We got what happened on that flight. We got the whole rehab situation. Like, it all came out. And when this whole Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari thing was happening, I was like, oh, my God, it's getting nasty. It's getting nasty quick. And then when he blocked the funds and was like, no, no, I'm going to freeze this account, it was crazy because... Quickly after that, he agreed to release those funds and allowed her to buy her home. She must have had something in her bag pocket that she was like, if you don't release this, this is what I'm going to release. Potentially. It also could have been like, I don't want to live with you. Like, <laughs> I will give you the money because I don't want to be in the same house as you. Like, we don't want to be in the same house as each other. Like, maybe there's some stuff that they're like. You know, they're both sitting on, they both hack each other's emails and they're both just waiting for the other one to mess up so they could be like, send, 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 send. Um, right. That, you know, I, I'm inclined to say, and like, cause I don't have that sort of like, you know, I, I just can't imagine like trying to blackmail somebody into something, but I would just be more inclined to be like, look, we've each got a lot of money. Like take the money, buy the house, because the sooner that we can agree on this, the sooner we can start to move on and get out of like, extricating ourselves from what might be like a very toxic situation. No, 100%. I'm down for a blackmail. I love a good blackmail. <laughs>
It, I will, and I won't tell you dead on, like, hey, give me this money or I'm gonna let this out. But you know, I'll start yeah. doing the that you don't oh. like around the house. You gotta drop it subtly. It's subtly, I'll start taking to not flushing them in your bathroom and like <laughs> spilling Clorox on your cashmere or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just like inviting yeah. your side chicks over who you thought I didn't know about, but I'm gonna invite them over for dinner. Yeah, and if you're a married person, it's like, are you gonna take the trash out? Are you gonna wash these dishes? It would be a shame if the world knew something that I knew, uh, you know, so maybe that these, maybe these household chores just get done. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Obviously, the Kardashians have become like family to us. And one of our own, Scott Disick, um, entered a treatment facility in Colorado last week, and reports say it was to deal with traumas of his parents' death. Apparently, Courtney demanded it because things got bad a few weeks ago, and she wouldn't allow him around the kids until he got treatment. Apparently, Sophia was the one who noticed the out-of-control behavior, and she tipped off Courtney. Now, yeah. the thing that all kind of sort of happened was we didn't know Scott Disick was in rehab, until this photo came out that apparently someone who either worked there or somebody who was actually checked in there took the photo of him and released it to the press. Um, but what I found it interesting is Kourtney Kardashian still has this power over him. What do you think that is? I think it's a, a couple of things. First and foremost, I think it's the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, I think it's their long shared history together. But I think the kids, yeah. I think the kids, the threat of like, listen, man, if you don't um, take care of some of these things that you're worried about, I'm not going to let the kids hang out with you. Like that's not, it might not be safe for them. I don't know. Um, you know, hearing that as a, as a father, I think you're inclined to say like, oh, I have to get it together. I got to get it together. And if yeah. getting help is what that means, then getting help is what that means. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's probably a really big part of it. And I always say idle time is the devil's workshop because oh. you're talking about a guy who hadn't dealt with something that had happened years ago to him that still kind of sort of sits in his mind and has caused issues for him in the past. And now you're, you're you know, eight weeks into this isolation and all you have time to do is think about these things and let them take over your mind. I gotta say kudos to Sophia Ritchie. Yes. What happens is in these situations, cause I have been in these situations before, older men, men who are a bit older date younger people because the younger people won't call them out on their issues. They'll just accept the bad behavior as that's just him. Right, right. But to be, so aware and so cognizant of what this guy was going through and the hole he was digging himself into, that takes a lot of balls at that age to step out and say, I'm gonna tell you, baby mama, what you've been what you've been going through. I agree, man. And I know that there were years ago when they when Scott and Sophia first got together, there were like all these rumors about Sophia and Courtney like not liking each other, not wanting to hang out together. And you know, and since then uh it seems like they're Kind of, I don't want to say that you know one big happy family, but they are coexisting well, right? And so for Sophia to recognize that like he's in a bad way, and 
I can try to tell him all I want, but the person that's going to really hold the most weight is Courtney. Her. You know, good on her, man. I agree with you. You know, she's still a young girl and, or she's a young woman. And, and that could be, I don't know, man. I've not been 19 or 20 and in that situation. I don't know how, you know, I don't know what that feels like, but I do know that, you know, like men can be leveraged, right? Like we can be leveraged and like, 100%. Kid, and you know, and if certain things aren't going to work, then like the kid, like leveraging the kid, like getting the baby mama to say, I'm not going to bring the kids around. This is not going to happen. And it's crazy right. because I've been in the situation where, you know, you just don't have the language at 20 years old to know what's not right and what's not normal behavior. And you don't know who to call. Like, you know, if I call your friends and then your friends say, oh, my God, he told me that you have an issue. Are you just going to turn it around on me? It's part of the manipulation, especially when you're dealing with emotional issues if you're dealing with emotional issues, nine times out of 10, your partner is is dealing with them and she doesn't even realize it. Oh yeah, totally. You just don't recognize that stuff at, at 19 or 20. Like you haven't, like a lot of people have gone through like very extreme things by those ages, but I would say probably the vast majority of, of people that age have not had those experiences, have not like a lot of them haven't had a parent pass away that early. A lot of them haven't dealt with addiction that early. A lot of them, you know, a lot of them haven't dealt with that stuff at that point. That is for a lot of people, that is stuff that comes later on in life. And so to recognize those signs, uh, yeah, I, you know, really well done on her. Really well done. I know. Because guess what? When I was 20 years old, my ass was ripping and running around LA, living my best life on flights to Vegas, making mm -hmm. out with Justin bodyguards like you know like that's what you do at 21 <laughs> life is messy and you think it's supposed to be messy and it's not until you're older that you realize like it doesn't need to be this messy you know what i hate about this whole situation is there was someone who was willing to get help and who wanted to get help because at the end of the day no one can force you to get help they can merely tell you what you're going to lose in your life and hey if you don't go this is what's going to happen but he wanted to get help. He went there. And this whole thing with this photo and leaking out with the details has caused this guy to leave that place. I'm pretty sure he's going to sue them because Marty Singer does not around when it comes to that kind of stuff. But here, I just feel bad for this guy. Oh, totally. Even the facility was like, if somebody who works in the facility leaked this photo, we will be dealing with it to our utmost ability. Um, and so that's a paraphrase, not a quote. But um but yeah, that's not, I mean, it's a HIPAA violation. Like there's all kinds of rules and norms and ethical uh, and, and sort of like ethical lines that that crossed. You remember when Beyonce had to, um, everything comes back to Beyonce, by the way. When the Lord Beyonce had her babies, <laughs> they blocked off the whole maternity ward at Cedars because they were afraid that people were going to leak the names and leak the information and try to like come and snap photos. Like, yes. We're all like, oh my God, celebrities are so selfish. Why would you do that? It's because they don't want their personal information out there. Same with Serena Williams. She had yeah. to do the same thing to make sure people didn't realize what was happening. And we all know she almost died. So it just, I understand why celebrities go above and beyond to keep their things private because look at things like this at a rehab facility. Like nine times out of 10, I'm inclined to say that like a celebrity doesn't deserve any better treatment than your average person. Um, but it kind of, it only takes that one. 
right? Like you got, you know, if you're on a maternity ward and you're on a floor and you've got, you know, say you've got a hundred people working on it, yeah. right? And 99 of them are like, boom, they are in lockstep. They're not going to say anything. They're in it for the job. And you can't tell, you can't throw amount, an amount of money at them to make them violate their oath. One person, one out of a hundred, all it takes is one person out of a hundred to be like, hmm? is there a quick buck here to be made? $50,000? You said 50 grand just for the for the photo? Yeah. And obviously if they're a bad person, who knows what kind of you know strain they might be under, but like, I, I get it. You know, and if you got the money, then you got the money. As long as other people, as long as accommodations are made for other people as well, then, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is, man. That's just the world we live in. And to pretend like it's not is like, you know, not real. But I do hope for, and I hate to say this about people, but I'm going to say it. And I, you know, I, again, I don't know what kind of situation they were in. I don't know what their money situation is. I don't know, you know, if they were at the end of their ropes financially, but you have to make an example of that person because what happens is you open the door for other people to think, oh, this person got away with it with Scott Disick. So now I can do this with this other person. And what's it going to cause is it's going to stop celebrities from seeking the help that they want. Yeah. I mean, and it might stop other people, too, because if it can happen to a celebrity who has like the means to be able to fight back in a very effective way, hire Marty Singer, you know, your average person can't do that. Your average person is not going to be able to hire a big time Beverly Hills lawyer, but can they write a check for a few hundred bucks to somebody who's like, Hey, it would be a shame if your employer knew about this, um, 100%. you know, and you know, it's, it might start with celebrities, but it, you know, but it trickles down to, to other people. And, and that, and that is absolutely not cool. No, for sure. Uh, you know, I love it that you give it to me straight and hard. No pun intended. You know. I haven't been touched in three weeks. So just, Six weeks. <laughs> Three weeks. Six. 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 <laughs> I, haven't we been in quarantine for nine? <laughs> uh, all right. Now on to Britney Spears. Apparently the judge has ordered her temporary conservatorship to be extended to August 22nd because the courthouses are closed due to coronavirus. Now, Spears' longtime care manager, Jody Montgomery, will remain her temporary conservator. And, you know, that's because the whole thing happened with her dad in September, who stepped down after more than a decade due to personal issues. There were those reports about the whole scuffle with Sean Preston. But there are alleged reports out there that Britney Spears went to her conservatorship and asked if she could apparently marry and have a baby with her boyfriend, Sam. Her conservatorship turned her down. Yes. Do you think it's right that people, a group of people, should turn down Britney Spears to have a child with someone she's been going steady with for a long time? Yeah. That is a really complicated issue. Um, Why you think about it, let me tell you my side. Well, you think, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out how I was going to phrase what I was going to say. But yeah, no, go ahead. I want to hear what you say. I'm gonna say something very controversial and I'm just gonna spit it out and then I'm gonna dig myself out of the hole. Okay. For the people who are, you know, pro-choice and also pro-life, I just don't understand how we have been fighting for people in Arkansas and Alabama and congressmen and senators to say what women can do with their bodies, yet we are telling a group of men 
preferably someone's father right now in this situation, that they can make a decision on when and when she can't and can't procreate. That to me is the craziest thing that I have ever heard. If she wanted to procreate with Chester the Cheeto, who she just met two days ago in a Las Vegas club, I understand where there is some concern and we are going to have, uh, we're going to come up with a with a series of um, obstacles that you have to cross, like A, maybe get to the one year mark, two, maybe know who this man is. Let's do a background check. Maybe that's the way to go. But she has been dating this nice young man for a very long time and you're going to tell her, an adult woman, what she can and can't do with her body and a court is going to allow it? Yeah, I feel like you're going to make me the bad guy here. Um, no, I'm not going to make you the bad guy. I honestly want to hear. So I have been one of the people who has been on, on board with the conservatorship. Mm-hmm. You know, if psychologists and a judge and like all of the people that it takes to put a conservatorship in place, because this is not something that is done lightly, right? This is done for a very specific reason under a very specific set of circumstances and i know that it can feel god just so restrictive amanda Bynes said the same thing like this you, you don't understand how restrictive this feels and i get it um but the flip side of that is that it's done for their protection um because there are other mental health issues at play here and so and we in the in the public still don't know the extent of that, right? We don't know, but the psychologist who's testifying in front of the judge and the judge, they know full well. Jody Montgomery knows full well what Britney's day-to-day life looks like, what her issues are, how she deals with them, you know, when she has good days and when she has bad days. And so to me, if Jody Montgomery says, you know, if because if, Jody is the is the um, conservator of Britney Spears the person, I believe Jamie Spears is still the conservator of Britney Spears the estate. Um, so if the if the yeah for the estate for basically the money, if this conser- group of conservator this these people get together and say, look, we don't think this is a good idea. I'm inclined to agree. As sad as that, as sad as that is. And and I I know that this sounds like I would not tell a person like what you can and can't do with your body under most circumstances, under 99.9% of circumstances. But if somebody's issues don't make them capable of like running their own life, then I don't think it's right in that situation to bring a baby in. You know what? I think at that point, because you're kind of like- I agree with you. I agree with you on that situation. But I get it. I do get your point. But I've also known people who have um, mental issues, who have had children, who have temporarily lost children until they've gotten their meds and their psychosis back on track and then gotten their children back. Because part of this whole thing that we call a healthcare system and, and psychology and psychiatry and medication is to help you live a normal life. And part of that normal life is having children. Yeah, yes. I know, you know, and she's got, and she's got two, right? And she's got two with Kevin. Um, Kevin has a 70% custody of the kids. If on a good day, she wants this baby with this guy, like, what does it look like on a bad day? Like, what's the inverse of that? You know what I mean? And I don't know the answer to that. And I know that it's unfair that like, you know, people without the means that Brittany have, yes, don't have a conservatorship. Like I've seen, I, like people will come at me on Twitter and be like, you know, I'm bipolar and I'm allowed to do whatever I want. It's like, yeah, but 
if you had the means to pay for a conservator or there was a court ordered conservator, if something really happened, like then you might not have that, you know, yep. you might not have your full freedoms anymore. And then that, and I don't know. And I, I, I'm torn about all of that to be, to be totally honest. Um, I because mean, they don't want, to be putting up the Britney Spears should have a baby fight when she just burned down her gym with a candle. You know, that's, yeah. It's not the first time. No. Right? It's, it's not the time first time. Burned down a part of her house. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. The Britney Spears story, I feel like, is, you know, like, you got the two kids. You got the boyfriend. Like, I don't want to say that, you know, that this should be enough for you. Like, live your life and be happy. Um, but live your life and be happy. Like, I hope that she's able to be happy. Like, people are like, why do you hate Britney? I don't hate Britney. I like Britney just fine. You've just seen what happens when Britney is not under the conservatorship is the problem. And like, I, you know, we've seen what, if mental health goes unchecked, we know what happens when, uh, when a child is taken away from a parent that's not able to care for them. And I'm not saying that she can't care for the kids, but if there's good days and there's bad days, then I don't know. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot for a, for a little kid. I think what's happening in this whole situation, and this is just, again, my opinion, I think when somebody adds a husband into the mix, it's harder to control someone because do, is their husband first well, right? They're legally, they're, legally, they're legally sort of like, they've got rights then, yes. right? And so the, so the bigger, so the sort of the, you know, and it dawned on me a little bit earlier, but I was hesitant to say it. Say it, um, this is a conversation with the thing that this makes me question is not really so much britney you know britney's thing is an ebb and flow right like the conservatorship is there that's a constant the thing that this makes me wonder about is what the conservatorship and the people around britney think of the boyfriend what let me tell you it makes it makes me think that they're like eh, we're, no. you can hang around the house but we're not really sure that we want you to be a permanent fixture in this life I think they like the boyfriend. He's young enough. He has a separate career from hers. He is, mm -hmm. I always say to my girlfriends who, you know, are older and they're just getting divorced and they want to meet a spouse. I'm like, girl, go for a younger one. He's more mandible. You can turn him into whatever you want. You can kind of sort of ease him into your life. And instead of him coming in with his own baggage from his life, because he's left in this herd for 40 years old, get the 25 year old who doesn't know where he's going and then help him steer his way. You can't control the Kevin Federline. They couldn't control Jason Trawick. You know, Jason Trawick was controllable for a hot minute. And then he kind of went off. He was like, no, we should live a real life. We should be a real couple. I think with this man, He's young enough that they can control him, but they know once he gets to a certain age or a certain point, I don't want your daddy to be telling me where I can, can't go, what I can buy, where we can live, who has to be exactly. here, that you can't have yeah. a real cell phone, that you have to have a flip phone. That's how it happens in every relationship. I don't know how your family is, but like, you know, at some point you have a relationship and your mom kind of controls it. And then at some point you're like, I'm tired of your mom telling me what to do. She ain't my wife. Like, you know, everyone has that mother-in-law that they, you know, they go head to head with. But imagine if your father-in-law was backed by the courts and by this other woman named Jody, who's supposed to be looking out for you. But we all know church and state are looking out for one another. The other thing about like getting into a, you know, getting married and having kids is like, 
then there's a there's also a financial aspect of it. You know, as we've seen, like marriages don't always work out, as we talked about Kristen and Jay. You know, who's to say that they have a kid and then in you know, and in three or four years, it like he finds out like this is not what I want. I don't want to have to you know. I want to be able to do what I want. I don't want to be able to. I don't want to think I want to do what I want and then have to run it by a you know a panel of people and get approval on it. Um, and so I'm out. I'm done. And now maybe he's got full custody of the kid. And now she's writing him checks and she's miserable because he's left and he's taken the kid. And like you know, I, I think in the long term, it's like yeah. I know. I know you want a baby, but it's probably not the best idea. This is where I see your side is, again, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And what happens if we get back to 2008 and we can't come back from it? Yeah. You know, I mean, and then that's a real fear, right? With that being said, I heard baby girl waking up on the <laughs> monitor. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so you go and get baby girl. I appreciate you being here with me today. Um, Man, and thank you where, for having me. This was fun. It was. It was. I haven't. Ha I haven't had a conversation about something that's not Elmo or what we're going to eat for snack in two months. So, I was like, thank I you for had, this. Melanie's out of town. Daily pops dark. I hadn't had a good fight in a long time. You know, I'm like, I'm like, a, <laughs> I'm like a masochist in that situation. I'm like, who will come and whip my ass for 45 minutes on just a sip? I'm like, oh my god, let's get Wilmar Fuji. He will spar with me. Happy to do it anytime, brother. Happy to do it anytime. I love you. I miss you. I miss you too. Is your co-host on Close Up used of the sparring yet? Has she gotten used to it? You know, we we were when we were um, doing the the run-throughs of the show, kind of like figuring out the rehearsal process. We didn't really argue because it wasn't going to be that kind of a show, but she was definitely starting to get used to like the stuff that would come out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> and then we wind up going into quarantine and now it's like we do the show like i do the show one day she does the show the next day so we you know we'll text back and forth but we don't get to like we don't get to do this that's not what our um, that's not what our show is like tell people where they can find the show because i so, am sad uh close up by e-news is a quibi daily essential so download quibi um i think there's now a two-week free trial um and then you go into the daily essentials tab and then right there you'll see it close up by e-news you can follow us and that's it. It's like a five minute, uh, five minute entertain entertainment news rundown. Pop it open in the morning, six thirty a.m. on the East Coast. We're there. We're in your feed. So, uh, so check it out. Oh my God, I love you. Thank you so much. Be safe. Be well. I will. Have a good one. You guys, thanks for listening, and do not forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can follow me at the Lady Sitter, and be sure to come back every week for another pour of your favorite celebrity. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.